Last week, we we're going to bounce off of that, guys. And actually, this message ties to the overalls. Uh, and, and, and it was funny as, as I was putting these things together, I knew fifth Sunday was coming up. And, and so I kind of, I, I kind of moved my messages around just so I could intentionally do this on this, on this Sunday, just to have a little fun with the kids. But we've been talking about spiritual growth. Those of you that have been here, uh, that's been a good pa- the past couple of weeks. And I'm going to tell you something. If there's ever been a message that I think, I feel like that you'll be the most blessed all right, or I won't say most blessed, but you'll get the you'll get the most out of guys. I encourage you to go back and listen to those two messages, especially last week. And you can get those on Facebook, Spotify, you name it. We've got them out there, guys. But they're good. And these are messages, guys, that you can hear over and over and over. And the Holy Spirit will give you revelation in different ways and be showing you things, guys. You need to be feeding on what the pastor, your pastor, is preaching. Right? Remember, because your pastor's job is to. Feed Feed the ones that God calls to be under his care, right? So you need to be in his house, in, in the house that God's called you to be a part of so that you can receive, right? See, I don't, I'm not, I don't do this to entertain you. When I preach a message and when I prepare a message, I know it's, it's not for me. It's for you. And sometimes God's very clear on who it's for, and most of the time he's not. But we've been talking about that and how important spiritual growth is. And let's just face it, all of us have some things to do. God's got things for us to do. And the only way you're going to do that is you've got to grow spiritually, grow up in the things of God. And I titled those messages, Time to Grow. All right, part one and part two, very simple. I try to, I try to, I try to, you know, I try to keep these things as simple as I possibly can. You know, when I preach, it's not about me preaching my degrees. It's not about me preaching my education. It's not about me preaching, uh, using all big words to make myself look like somebody special. It's my job is to preach it and simplify it in a way that you understand it, guys. It's as simple as we possibly can get it so that you can get it in you so that you can respond to life accordingly, right? Amen. So it's very important. But so those messages were called time to grow. And this morning's message is called time to sow. All right. So this ties to the overalls because where's Eli at? Where's he? There he is. Eli. Come here, buddy. This is my little fishing buddy. Come on up here. I want to ask you a question. This little man can fish. He and his papa took me fishing the other day. Hey, how many fish do you catch? One. How many did I catch? Two. Whose were bigger? Hey, wait, come here, Eli, come here, come here. <laughs> he didn't like doing that. I can tell you that right there because he's a little bit competitive. <laughs> come on over here. I want to get you in the camera where everybody can see you, right? Right? So let me ask you something, Eli. When you see somebody wearing overalls like this, what do you think about? Am I a cowboy? No, I'm not a cowboy. I'm a, am I, am I a race car driver? No. Mm-mm. What about a farmer? Oh, yes, I am. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, this was dangerous for me doing this. You never know what a kid's going to tell you, right? <laughs> I'm a farmer. You got it, Eli. <laughs> good job, buddy. You can go sit down. He's a good boy. And I'm going to tell you, the man, he can fish. He can definitely fish. He's a good, definitely and loves to fish. All right, so I'm a farmer, and it's time to sow. So if you're going to grow something, right, and I kind of moved these around. I was going to start with so, and I moved it into here just for this, this, this reason, right? But if you're going to grow something, then what do you got to do? You got to plant something, right? 
In other words, if you're gonna, if you want some tomatoes and you're gonna grow some tomatoes, where's Nanette? I know she knows what to do because she has her garden. You do what? You plant the seeds, right? And she plants her seeds, takes care of her garden, right? So that's why, that's why we're dressed about that. So today we're gonna be doing a little farming. We're gonna be doing a little planting and, 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 and it, it has to do with growing spiritually, right? And I'm going to go ahead and tell you what, what this message is going to be about, just so you, you can follow along here. But we're talking about sowing God's word into your heart, Amen. okay? In other words, if you're going to grow spiritually, you have to sow God's word into your heart. And that's not a one-time thing, okay? We, you'll see this as we go through this. And, and, but we're talking about, and what I'm, what I'm going to be talking about is sowing God's word into your heart. But more importantly, you've got, to get your, you've got to get your heart ready to receive the seed. In other words, when you're planting seed, the farmer takes care of the soil. He does everything to prepare it, prepare it, cultivate it. He fertilizes it. I'm not a farmer, so I really don't know everything that you... Maybe I need Nanette to come up here and tell me what all you do. But am I right? You get the soil ready before you put the seed in the ground. Amen. And that's what we're going to be talking about. Sowing God's word into your heart. But man, we're going to be talking about getting the soil ready. Everybody point a finger at yourself and say, I got to get ready. All right, that's good. You're awake with me this morning. Amen. You got to get ready. So let's go back, and I'm just going to hit some high spots from last week because it just kind of sets a foundation for where we're going. And let's go back to Hebrews because Paul talked about spiritual growth. And I'm going to read this really quick. Uh, Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 12. And I'm going to read this out of the NIV. Uh, I tell you, I'm going to read this out of the New Living. I like this. The New Living is a little... A little bit different. Chapter 12, and I mean, chapter 5, verse 12 and 13. And Paul's a little frustrated right here, and he's talking about this very specifically. And he's a little, I can only imagine, you know, I like to read the Bible, and I like to put myself there, and I like to think about, because when you start studying the context and what's going on, and you're putting yourself in that time frame, and you understand who they're speaking to and how they're speaking, and when you start doing that, it's so cool to kind of input yourself in that situation and start realizing, you know what? He's probably pretty aggravated right here because you can hear it in his words right here and what he's trying to express to them. And he's, he's a little aggravated because they're not growing spiritually. He's preaching and he's teaching, but all they're doing is coming and listening, coming and listening, coming and listening. So he says right here in verse 12, he says, You have been believers so long that you ought to be teaching others. He says, Instead, you need someone to teach you again and again the basic things about God's word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on the milk is still an infant and doesn't know to, how to do what is right. Solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. So Paul's talking about here, and in a nutshell, and you can go back and listen to the podcast, well, what he's talking about is we, gotta, we got to start growing up. You know, if children don't ever grow up, they don't ever learn some things, and they don't ever learn to do things for themselves. I was talking with a gentleman the other day, and he has a son at home that's 41 years old. 41. Now, he's never moved out. 41. And he was like, you know, and he was asking me, you know, what do I need to do? And I'm like, well, kick him out, you know. I'm not, no, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> but I started asking some questions, and he start, I said, well, who pays his car payment? I do. Who pays his phone bill? I do. Who paid for him to go to college? He spent eight years in college. No, it was seven years in college. I did. You know, and he just went, the list, we just went down the list. And in love, I had to tell him, I'm like, why is he going anywhere? 
right? He's not going to grow up. He's going to stay right where he is because he's in that, that comfortable spot. But anyway, what Paul's talking about here, guys, is we got we to gotta stop just hearing the word and living off of just hearing the word. And this is where most believers stay. They just they, they, they have the understanding or the mindset that, the, that all the spiritual things are supposed to be taken care of by the pastor. And there's a little bit of truth to that, but not all. You should be able to handle things spiritually on your own, guys, because we need to grow spiritual warriors, come on, so that we can fight this battle between good and evil, right? And he says, you need to, he's telling them here, you need to start getting, eat some substance, you gotta get some. You gotta get some meat on your bones. Apparently, I haven't eaten a lot in twenty years. I guess because these overalls are the same as they were when I wore them. But he's saying he's telling them, we gotta stop living off of the milk of the word, and you need to learn to live off the meat of the word. And we just we talked about the difference between that and the which, of course, the milk of the word is is just hearing the word. Okay, and this is where most believers are. They they come to church and they just hear it. And they just hear it and they retain information and they have a lot of knowledge in their mind and they have a, a lot of knowledge in their brain. They're very smart and very intelligent, right? And, 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 but I'm going to tell you something, to live off of the meat of the word, that's not enough. Because to live off the meat of the word, guys, is not just having the knowledge up here, guys. It's doing what God's word says, living off of the meat of the word. See, most people think that just means you just know the deeper things of Scripture, right? And there is some truth in that, right? But it's, that's not it. The, 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 the living off of the meat is, the, is hearing the word to the point faith rises on the inside of you. So now, remember, we're called to live by faith. Now you can trust God and take a step of faith and do what he's telling you to do in his word. Amen. We need people doing that because there's a lot of people retaining information right now. We have an extremely intelligent uh, a group of, uh, in this gener- a group of children. I call them children, but the people in this generation right now, they're extra- they're, everything is driven by education. And, and I'm not speaking against education and all, but guys, when it comes scripturally, you need to do more than just learn the verses. You got to get them in you to the point where it becomes a part of you that your natural response is just to do what God's word says, guys. And, and ultimately, guys, through that process, that's where you're going to find the perfect will of God for your life. Because we're trying, that's where everybody really wants to get to, that place of perfect peace. That place where God's hand is on you, his favor is on you, his protection is on you, his provision is on you. All of these things are on you, guys. And you just have this uncanny sense of just joy. No matter what's going on, you're happy. Happy, happy. Why? Because you're in God's perfect will. And ultimately, if everybody would be honest, I admit it, that's where they want to be. And if you want to be there, guys, you got to learn to grow spiritually. You got to learn to, number one, connect with your local church because of God's perfect will will always be driven by you being in connected to the church he sent you to connect to. Because he puts a spiritual leader in your life for you to receive from. And if you're not connected there and you're over here because this church has a fog machine and a big band on stage, right? And you just like going because it's more entertaining. But yet God called you over here where you can be fed. Now you're over here where you can't hear God. And people wonder why they're not hearing God. It's because they're seeking a church because they're looking for entertainment and not being in the house that God called them to be so that they can be taught. Amen. All right, so listen, guys, that, and that's the whole point of this is we want to get you to be doers of the word. 
And we want to get you to grow spiritually so that you're not just living from hearing the word, but the word becomes a part of you and, and the faith rises and then you just automatically do what God's word says. And then the blessings ride on you guys. They don't come, they, they don't follow you around. They are on you, right? And you, and you, and you live in that, right? So, and then there's going to be a process of how that's going to happen. And all of this ties into sowing God's word into your heart. Right? But you've got to remember, we're trying to get to the place to where you understand that you've got to do some things in order before you can sow that seed. Look with me at 1 Thessalonians. Right? Because remember, we're trying to get you to a place where you can be doers of the word. 1 Thessalonians 5.23. It says, um, oh, I got it right here. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, this is very important. And I have, I, I, we talk, we hit on this all the time, but I really want to drive this point home tonight because if you are today, because you, if you don't understand that you are a spirit, you have a soul and you live in a body, then you don't understand the, what the struggle is in this life. Okay. Because, uh, we all have a struggle. I mean, you know, if that was kind of weak, but we all have a struggle. Your flesh wants to do some things, right? And you got to, you got to control that flesh because when you're born again, remember second Corinthians five seventeen tells us that you become a new creature, right? You become a new creation, not creature creation. Now, um, we know that when that happens, it's your spirit man on the inside that changes, Right? Because we know the body doesn't change. We know, that, uh, we know that your mind doesn't change, right? Because people can get saved on Sunday, and when they get there on Monday, they still got the same habits, addictions, and problems they had on Saturday, right? Because the mind hasn't changed, right? I'm, I'm trying, I want you to understand, you got to do something. You have to do There's a lot of people waiting on God to change these things. But he doesn't, he's not going to change them. You have to change them. He gave us free will to choose because he doesn't want to control us as robots, right? And so you have to choose to serve him. You have to choose to love him. You have to choose to want him. You have to choose the relationship with him. And most importantly, guys, you have to choose to learn and to connect from, to his word. Amen. So you have to do something. And through the process of bringing this mind, all right, let me just explain really quick their spirit is your inward man, your, your soul, is your mental intellect, your reasoning, your emotions, right? And this is where most people stay. You know, you just look, get on social media. They, oh, they offended me, feelings. They made me mad, feelings. I don't, you know, that's just, that just doesn't seem right. They, everything driven by emotion, they're angry. I'm not going to have anything else to do with them. I'm not going to, you know, anger, emotions, they're driven by emotions. We're going to do these, make these choices, these decisions, right? And this is where most people stay. But then, of course, you've got this flesh, which is this body. And I don't have to explain to you your body because all this body wants is what feels good. This, any way you put it, that's all this body wants. Right? And so when your spirit man is made new on the inside, it changes. Now, you have free will to choose whether you're going to live according to the new spirit man on the inside or you're going to live according to this mind or this flesh. Because remember, before, before you got saved, this mind... It learns some things. And, the, it, and the, your body's going to do what this mind tells you to do. Your, your mind learns some things, but it learned worldly things. Yeah. So everything that is established, every belief you have up here is based on the world, what the world taught it. 
So you gotta, you got to remove those things after your spirit man is made. you got to work at changing this mind. you got to do exactly what Paul was talking about in 1 Corinthians 9.27 when he said, I bring my body under subjection. And you ask, well, you got to ask, well, what did he bring his body under subjection to? He brings it under subjection to the new spirit man on the inside. One translation says that, that he, bring, he trains his body, right? And that's what you've got to do. You've got to bring this thing and this mind into subjection. You've got to learn, guys. We have to learn to tell this flesh, no, no. So many things are being driven that are tearing this world apart right now that are being driven by carnal, worldly, fleshly things, Right? Because, you know, I'll probably get a message from someone, some farmer somewhere that says, how dare you offend me by wearing your overalls? And I'm not trying to offend any farmers, okay? Let me just go ahead and say that because somebody will be, they'll be moved by their emotions. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Very, <laughs> you guys, and the only way you're going to take control of this mind and this body and bring it under subjection to your spirit man that's made new on the inside, that's what you've got to do. You've got, you got to do some things, guys. You've got to get this soil ready so that you can sow God's word into it so that it produces the fruit that it needs to produce. And it's only going to happen if you renew your mind. Renew your mind. And we talk, you, we've, you've heard me talk about that many, many, many times. But, guys, this is, this is it's, not, it's not optional. Renewing your mind. Go with me to Romans chapter 12, chapter, uh, verses 1 and 2. I'm going to read this out of the Amplified. Renewing your mind is, is it's, it's, yes, it's feeding on God's word. But, guys, what you've got to do is you've got to change what you believe, those worldly beliefs up here, and you've got to change them to biblical beliefs. And the only way you're going to change that is through renewing your... You've got to learn some things. You've got to study some things. And you've got you to take the trash out. You've got to get that old stuff out of there. Right? Because it's not going to just automatically fall out. You've got to get it out of the way and replace that stinking thinking with some good thinking. Amen? All right? Kind of quiet in here today. But this is very important, guys. Very important. Verse 1. It says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies, dedicating all yourselves set apart as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational, logical, intelligent act of worship. Now, man, there is a whole sermon in in that one verse right there, right? Guys, but he goes on to say, why do you want to do this? He says, and do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs. We're not to conform to this world, guys. We're to be in it, but not... We, we, we are to be in it, but not of it, right? And he goes on, he says, he says, but be transformed and progressively changed. Transformed and progressively changed. That tells me this is going to be a process. This is, this is going to take some time. It's not a one-time deal, guys. It's not a one and done. You pick the Bible up, read a verse, it's done, and you walk away, guys. This is a process of feeding. This is a process of growing. It's a process of sowing this seed into your heart, right? And it's a process. And you do that, and it goes on, and it says, but be transformed progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind Focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. Guys, that word renewing right there, the Greek word for that, I can't pronounce it. I'm just being honest, but I'll give you the meaning of it. And that word renew, 
It means to renovate. Renovation. Renovate. You know, I do a lot of renovations. And I remember when we, we re- re- renovated Mama D and Pop's house there. I mean, the first thing that we did, we spent a week or so, we gutted that thing, didn't we? We removed all the trash, all the unwanted stuff. Anything to slow us down, anything to hold us back, anything to, to, to stop us or to give us problems, it got yanked out and it got thrown to the trash. And then afterwards, we redid it the way it needed to be done and we made it the way it needed to be made and it turned out beautiful, didn't it? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, when you do your mother-in-law's house, it better turn out right, right? Amen. But listen, you got to renovate your mind through this. And it's not a one-time deal. I'm telling you, you got to, before you can sow the word of God into your heart, you got to get the ground right. You got some work to do. You got to, you got to get some stuff removed. You got to take the trash out. You got to take the hindrances out. You have to do this guys. And let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit will walk through you through this process. And there's a lot of people that are just sitting back waiting on God to remove these things and to take these things away. And, 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 and God's like, listen, I made a way for you to do it. Please do it. Right? And they're still waiting, and they're still waiting, and they're still just hearing the word and just hearing the word. But if they were doing the word, they would take care of this problem, and they would remove that, and they would reform what they believe off of the word of God and let that be their response to life. Amen? Glory to God. So, you got to renovate your mind. Now, go with me. Listen, remember, we're trying to get to the place where we're doers of the word, right? So, look what James says right here. Chapter 1, verse 21. I'm going to read this out of the New King James. James 1, 21. And he says right here, he says, Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. Now, let's stop right there for one second. So what he's saying is he's like, hey, you know what? When you get saved, you've got to remove that. How many know when you get saved, you're still carrying on some junk? I remember I got saved when I was 26 years old and I had some junk because I had been through some stuff, right? I was carrying some baggage. I still had some habits, some, some hangups and some, and all, and most of you know what I'm talking about. You may not admit it, you know, come on. Some of you wouldn't admit it if Jesus came walking through the door and said, please admit it, you know, right? But that's okay. All right. We'll pray for you right then the service, right? But he said, you need to remove it. And why do you want to remove it? Because of verse 22, He says, remove those things so that you can be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourself. Guys, if you don't remove that junk and remove that stinking thinking and replace it with the word of God, it's going to hinder you. It's going to stop you and the seed of planted seed of God's word will never produce the fruit that he intended for it to produce. Amen. This is what's holding people up, guys. It says, for the wrath of man does not produce the right. No, oh, I got ahead of myself there. And he, but he says, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away immediately and forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word. This is the one will be blessed in what he does. Guys, you gotta, you got to do some things. If you're going to sow God's word into your heart so it produces fruit, and that's what we want. If you're going to grow spiritually, you've got to be able to do this. Right? You've got to remove some junk. You've got to stop waiting and start doing. Start waiting and start doing. 
Start waiting. And you've got to get that old stuff, that old baggage, and you've got to get it out of the way, right? And this, the simple point is through all of that is you need God's Word. You've got you've to you've have God's Word. And we're trying to get everybody to a place where they can grow spiritually to the point where, where the things of God, they, they, where they hear the Word and it's all, it comes a part of who they are, and then they automatically respond by doing the Word of God. And through that process, guys, that's where you're going to find God's perfect will for your life. And that's where we all want to be, right? And it's going to take some work. You know, I said this last week, and I know a lot of people really don't like to hear that. Now, we, we have a generation of a lot of lazy people, and I'm not criticizing anybody. It's just a simple truth. I hire people. I work with people. And it's amazing how many people you hire, and, and, and they'll spend four hours trying to figure out how to do a 30-minute project, whereas if they just dive in there and get dirty and sweat a little bit, and they'd get it done in 35 minutes. But yet they want to spend four hours trying to find an easier way. Maybe if we buy this tool, if we do this, and we do that. Guys, we've got a lot of lazy people out there. And, they, and, you know, in society today, is trying to tell us, you don't owe your bills, you don't have to pay for nothing, everything should be free, just give me, give me, give me, give me, right, because I'm, I'm entitled to it, right? Amen, I'm, this is a simple truth. I know you know, it does, there's not, a lot of people don't want to hear that, but guys, you've got to work, work, work. All the small business owners in here said amen because they're working. Yeah. Amen, they're working. All right, so before you can, if you're going to uh, plant God's word into your heart, you got to work. And that's the cultivating the soil. And you got to do some things. You got to remove the trash. You got to take all the trash. Now it's time to plant the seed. So go with me to Matthew chapter 13, kids. I'm going to read this out of the NIV, Matthew 13, beginning in verse 3 through 9. Right? We're going to read this. And then we're going to jump down and we're going to read verses 18 through 23. Because now that you've removed the junk, you understand you've got to do some things. You've got to remove the junk. You've got to get the trash out. You've got to get the stinking thinking out of the way. You've got to get the soil ready to plant God's word into it so that it produces a, a, produces a, a, a product, right? And we're going to see that right here. He says in verse 3, Jesus is talking to them in parables. And they don't understand a thing of what he's saying right here. Watch this. He says, then he told them many things in parables, saying, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop 160 or 30 times what was sown. This is where you want to get to, guys, right? Whoever has the ears, let him hear. Now, let me stop right there really quick. And this is just a parable of the, of, of the sower. Most of you have heard this. I've heard a lot of messages taught on this, guys. And I want to make sure you understand the context of what's being talked about here. Because I've heard a lot of messages on this that weren't taught correctly. There again, I'm not criticizing them, but they've, listen, you can take one scripture and you can make it say just about anything you want. So you, there's a reason it's why scripture tells us we're to rightly divide the word, right? And you've got to understand the context of what's being said right here. And what Jesus is talking about here, guys, and, and you need to understand this, is he's talking about having God's word sown into your heart. Right, And he's showing us right here, there's, we'll see this in a second, but he's showing us there's four types of soil. 
And now that fourth one is the type of soil you want to sow into because that's the one that produces 100 to 60 or 30 times what was sown. That's what you want to be. And we're going to look at these, right? The other types of soil. Jump down to verse 18. So you got that in your mind. He's talking about having God's word sown into your heart and how important it is. Verse 18, he explains, because they don't have any idea what he's talking about right here. And he says, listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches it away. What was sown in their heart? All right, so in other words, when you hear the word and you don't understand it, the evil one's coming to steal it. Now, guys, when I get done here, I'm gonna, this is going to be my weekly plug for why you need to be connected to your local church. Just stick with me. Stick with me. Right? Snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. Verse 20, the seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word at once, receives it with joy. They're happy. They heard the word. But since they have no root... They last only a short time. When trouble and persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. See, when, this is a lot of people right here, guys. They want to be happy in church, run, jump, happy. I love it, this, that, and other. But the minute they get out in the world and then pressure of the world starts to come on them because they call themselves a Christian or a believer, they, they don't have any roots. It's not deep. They run. They, they get, they're out of there. They don't want to have anything to do with it, right? Then he goes on and he says, uh, The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 and 30 times what was sown. That's where you want to be, guys. And this is what, and, and, and so, so you're, before you get to the point where you sow God's word, you got to do some stuff. We talked about that. And you got to remove some trash. You got to take the trash out, get anything out of the way. And Jesus is talking about four times of ground right here. And you want to make sure you're number four. You want to make sure you're number one, two, or three, right? Because the first one that he talks about that you don't want to be is, and we see that in verse 19, is it says that you don't understand. You hear the word, but you don't understand it. Well, guys, and this is going to be my weekly plug, guys. This is why you've got to be connected to where your, your local church. Not to any local church. You need to be where God's calling you, right? It's, you, you remember we talked about last week how Jeremiah 3.15 said, God says, I'm going to give you shepherds who will feed you the word. Or pastors who will fit. That's my job. My job is to simplify this. My job is to present this in a way that you can receive it, understand it, and, 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 and so that you can form what you believe based off of God's word. And also, most importantly, guys, so you, when you come in here, guys, you need to understand this is a visitation from God when you come in here. Not me. Don't nod me, please don't. Oh, don't send me an email. I'm talking about you. When we come in his house, he's here. He's here to minister to you. Amen. And you got to learn, we got to change the way that we view our local church services. Matter of fact, look, stop, hold your place there, but look with me in Luke. And look what, look what Jesus said to the people in Jerusalem. Luke, uh, uh, let's see. I'm going to say 19. Come on, Holy Spirit, give me that. This was something I was reading the other day. Oh, yeah. Verse 44, 19, verse 44. And this is kind of harsh. But, you know, this is really, we need to change our attitude about when we come to church. This needs to be, we need to expect a visitation from God. Because this is his house. 
And this is where his children grow, that he's called them to go here to, to bring their gifts, talents, and everything to do what this, the vision of this church, right? But we need to learn to see it as a visitation. But look what Jesus told them right here. And he's, he's kind of getting on to them right there. And he's talking about how, how you, you guys are going to get crushed. You guys are going to lose. And in verse 44, he says, They will dash you to the ground, you and your children, within your own walls. They will, they will not leave one stone or another because you did not recognize the time of God's coming to you. I love the Amplified in that. That's where I was reading it earlier. And it says, They didn't recognize the time of their visitation. Guys, they didn't know that God, they didn't understand that God was there and they didn't see him and they got crushed. Guys, we don't, that does, we don't want that to be us, right? Absolutely. You need to, we need to learn to create that attitude. This isn't a time for entertainment. And we try to do everything we can to keep you guys engaged and keep you guys entertained. I guess you could say that, but it's, it's not the purpose. The purpose is to edify you. Our purpose is to build you up. It's the purpose is to teach you and to help you grow spiritually so that we're building spiritual giants so that when the world hits us, guys, we can respond correctly. Not with fists, right? Spiritual fists, all right? So you need, you need to be in the right place with your pastor that God's called you to be. And, you know, I see so many people in today's society that they're so uncommitted They'll, they'll go to this church on Wednesday and this church on Sunday. And, and there's no commitment to the spiritual father in their, that God's placed in their life. And then, you, then they, under, they get confused because they're constantly in a place of turmoil and trouble in their lives. And it's because they're out of that place. They're out, not out in that perfect place, that, that happy place. God's perfect will for their life where they can receive what they need to receive. Amen. Now, I know you guys are here. And I'm glad you guys are in the right place, but I want you to understand that's important because the second type of ground that Jesus is talking about right there, we see that verse 21 where it says they hear it, but they, it doesn't take hold because they have no roots. They have no roots. You don't want to be this person because this person is not planted in their local church, guys, and they're not planted. So you need to be planted need to be planted and you need to be... That's where God... Always remember, God's perfect will for your life is always going to be originate around the church that he's called you to be a part of. And, you know, there's a lot of people that today that, that, that want to uh, say that church isn't necessary. But, guys, Jesus mandated the church. That's why he sent pastors, right? It is, it was, it's not optional. This is, this is part of the process. Amen? So then the third type of ground that you want to make sure that you're not... That's, that's not you... It says that the worries of this life choke out the word. They hear the word, but the worries of the life, of this life choke it out. And I want you to ask yourself a question, and I want you to go home on this one and just ask yourself, is there anything choking out God's word in your life? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, guys, and you know I'm not anti-technology, but technology's choking a lot out of people's lives. You know, and, and, you know if there's anything... Maybe you need to remove an app. I don't know. Is there something consuming so much of your time? Are you sitting across the table from your husband or your wife and you're so much like this that they're talking for 10 minutes and you have no idea what they just said? See, you've got to remove that. You got Because, see, the Word of God says that we have to communicate and you've got to love one another and you've got you to relate and you've got to understand these things. You've got to learn to balance that if you don't remove it. Right? Don't let things choke out God's Word from your life. Then number four, of course, this is where you want to be. That means you hear it, you understand it, and this is your happy place. Glory to God. He says, 
But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word, understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160, 30 times what was sown. Guys, this is where you want to be. When you sow God's word into your, when you got the soil just right and you've taken your time, you've worked hard and you're, you're willing to work hard. You're not waiting on somebody else to do it. You're willing to get in there, get some things straight, take care of some things. You get this things, get these things pushed aside and you have sown God's word into your heart. Now it becomes a part of everything, of who you are, everything about your very being guys. Now it drives you. It dictates how you respond to life. Amen. Glory to God. This is, and that's where you want to be. You got to learn to delight in God's word. Amen. And I'm going to tell you something. If you're going to grow spiritually to the point where you become a doer of God's word, you got to do something. You got to work at it. Let me go ahead and just I say it again. You got to work at it. And you got to be intentional about renewing your mind. Be intentional. So maybe that means you get up in the morning and you read your Bible before you check your phone. Because most people wake up on the bed and the first thing they're doing, they're doing this. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Don't look at me so holy, you know. <laughs> but seriously, you got to be intentional about renewing your mind, about sowing God's word into your heart till it becomes a part of your very being all the way to the point to where it forms every belief that you have in your mind because you're bringing it under subjection to the spirit man on the inside, guys. And then now every Bible form belief controls your response to any situation in life. Think about it. If everybody made decisions based off of Bible-formed beliefs, we wouldn't have social media because all social media really is is people want to gripe and complain about things where they were offended or emotional things and things driven by this world. But a lot of the problems you get stirred up off, off of social media, if you'll learn to just weigh it according to the Word of God, this needs to be your filter, run it through that filter, and you can quickly discern, hey, I don't even have to have a comment on what's going on over there because it's contrary to God's word. I've always learned this. I learned this from Brother Hagin. When anybody tries to corner you and get you into a, a social situation, to, you know, you need to make a statement. You need to have an opinion. I always look at them really quickly and I say, what does the word say? Go tell me what the word says and then we'll talk. How I many you know they don't come back? They don't want that. They're, they're driven by emotion. They're trying to get me on their bandwagon. They want to be angry. They want to be fighting. They, want, you know, they're, they're, they don't want to take the time to go run it through the filter because they may see some things and realize they are wrong. Amen. But learn to do that. What does the Word say? What does the Word say, guys? And all of that happens through the process of sowing God's Word into your life and renewing your mind on biblical Word of God.